Are you a hybrid athlete who wants to learn more about how to combine your strength and endurance training? Well, I've written a new book, The Science of Hybrid Training. In this book, I provide insight into the misconceptions surrounding strength and endurance training by distilling the past 50 years of research and drawing on the conversations I had with great scientists, coaches, and athletes on the Progress Theory podcast. This book is essential reading for hybrid athletes and coaches who are looking to understand the key training variables and their effect on the simultaneous development of strength and endurance performance. Get your copy now, available to buy from Amazon. Now, let's get into the show. Hello, and welcome to The Progress Theory, where we discuss how to implement scientific principles to optimize human performance. I am Dr. Phil Price, and in today's episode, we have the Season 5 Review, where I will be reflecting on the last five episodes of The Progress Theory and pull together what key scientific principles or training ideas have really stood out to me and led me to implement them into my own training. I like these episodes as they highlight the key aim of this podcast, discussing the science and correctly implementing new ideas into your training program or your everyday life. This season on hybrid training has been amazing and it's made me realize just how much I enjoy podcasting. This season has allowed me to really delve deep into a training topic that I'm really passionate about. And not only has it changed my ideas towards training, but has identified areas that we don't fully understand and that we need further research. Hopefully, I can answer these questions through student and collaborative projects at St. Mary's University. If you have any ideas of your own, please do not hesitate to contact me. You never know where these hybrid ideas may lead. Which of the season episodes has been your favourite so far? We started off with a group of episodes focusing on hybrid training with great athletes such as Darrell Green and Fergus Crawley and looked into concurrent training research with Dr. Matt Lee. Then we focused on strength with Dr. Pack, coach Mike Tuchur and GB weightlifter Sarah Davies. Then we went for endurance with Louis Passfield, that's Professor Louis Passfield, Mindset with Dr. Carla Mayen, training intensity distribution with the conditioning consultant Nathan Heaney, and finally SNC for swimmers with Andy Elkins. All amazing episodes, each one giving practical advice while explaining the science behind their methods. Now, I'm going to cheat and say I don't have a favorite episode, as each episode has played a significant role in my development as a scientist, athlete, and coach. And they've all provided info on the book I'm writing more on that later. However, I'm still going to pose the question to you, which has been your favorite episode? Let us know on Instagram at The Progress Theory. Right, for my reflection, first of all, I really enjoyed discussing hybrid programming with Fergus Crawley. A great guy, athlete, all-round top bloke. I really agreed with how he incorporates his hybrid challenges into his overall programming. Lots of athletes will train up to a challenge and then recover the following week, usually in some form of deload. Now, this is a fine approach, but do we need to do this for every big challenge? Can't these challenges be viewed as part of a long-term training program? Fergus talks about consolidating stresses, working to develop specific adaptations which transfer to hyperperformance rather than working specifically to a sport. This to me makes sense for a hybrid athlete, especially as the hybrid challenge often changes. So, for example, 
one year you may be training for a functional fitness competition. And then the next year, you're working to improve your powerlifting total while training for a half Ironman distance triathlon. You can either view this as training for two separate sports in two separate years, or you're training to get both stronger and fitter over the two years, and you're just displaying this strength and fitness in two different ways. Your training may end up slightly more generic, only becoming more sport-specific nearer the challenge or competition as you learn to apply your strength and fitness in different training modalities. This stops us training for a challenge and then thinking, well, what's next? The challenges just become a part of your main long-term goals, i.e. to get as strong and fit as possible. It stops the weeks of misguided and directionless training after these events, which you label as a deload. If you're a good athlete, you should be able to recover pretty quickly, so the hybrid challenge or event you choose to do should form part of a larger training program, not act as the peak. Okay, second reflection. I enjoyed discussing, collecting data, and understanding our athletes with powerlifting coach Mike Toucher. In our episode, we discussed how long you'd program a training bot for and how different athletes react to training differently. So, for example, I may program a double in the back squat at an RPE of eight for eight weeks in one of the sessions. Each week is the same, but the loads may be different as the athlete progresses through the weeks. You might have athlete one, who may increase their load each week quite linearly, reaching a plateau of sorts around week seven to eight. Athlete two may plateau at week two and continue the program plateauing until suddenly around week six or seven, just see a sudden surge in loads lifted. These two athletes had the same program, but clearly progressed very differently. Should we know how athletes progress like this to help inform future programming decisions? This is where Mike and I discussed the importance of tracking data and monitoring training loads as much as possible. Most of it may seem unnecessary and doesn't lead you to make any immediate decisions as a coach, but having all this data tells a story of how your athlete reacts to different training programs and stimuli. Say you had an athlete that responds differently to the bench press compared to the back squat. How are you going to know this? You can only know this by monitoring their training and allowing data collected to tell this story about the athlete. Their training past should give clues on how their training future should look like. Finally, for all those interested in mindset out there, I wanted to discuss motivation and my episode with sports psychologist Dr. Carla Mayen. In this episode, we discuss the factors which can influence psychological endurance performance. Okay, so there is motivation duration, pain, and pacing. All of these offer a different dimension to reflect on your mindset towards endurance performance, but motivation stuck out to me. I think this is because, to me, motivation seems to come and go. At times, you can be super motivated and everything's going well, and then something happens in everyday life and motivation is completely rocked. I also think this is why people like listening to podcasts on mindset because it gives them that boost, it gives them that motivation. So how can we maintain motivation? Well, Carla discussed the difference between quality over quantity. If motivation can be so easy to come by, but doesn't last very long, maybe we should be more reflective and understand where our true motivations come from. Motivation should be focused on what satisfies you most and what you believe is going to make you a better person. 
more internally focused motivations seem to be more sustainable. Enjoying the process of self-development is a more sustainable motivation over wanting to train because you saw someone on social media train and you feel you need to compete with them. Internal versus external. Now, this may seem obvious and nothing you haven't heard before, but Carla describes how we need to be more aware and reflective to ensure that we are fueled by good sustainable motivations and not poor unsustainable motivations. We need to be better at being aware of when poor motivations might be driving us forward as that could have a negative consequence long term. So I end up my reflection of the first half of season five of The Brogus Theory highlighting the importance of reflection. I really hope these episodes have helped inform your ideas for your own hybrid training. Please keep a lookout over the coming months for information I shall be releasing about the book I am writing on hybrid training. I'm currently getting as many ideas down on paper as possible and I hope to be completing some hybrid challenges of my own over the summer which I'll be documenting in the book. I'm just waiting for a confirmation and then I'll be able to reveal much more. Let's just say I hope to do something that I've never been able to do. As last time I tried this, I actually ended up needing ACL surgery. So I'm quite excited to give it a go, to be honest. The aim is to release the book for Christmas as it will be the perfect gift for anyone who's into hybrid training and human performance. Before I go, a huge shout out to our sponsors, Human24 and the strength coach Nors. If you're serious about hybrid training, check out the links in our Instagram account for money off supplements and training programs. And also our producers, Cult Media. This podcast would not be possible without them. If you want to start your own podcast and need help, head to at cult.media and send them a message. That's it. Go and train and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.